with Morgan streaking. She's chipping the goalkeeper! The pay disparity between the men and women is, is just too large and, and we want to continue to fight. Uh, the generation of players before us fought and now it's our job to, to keep on fighting. The pay cap for the women's Major League Soccer players is 11 times less than the pay cap for men's Major League Soccer. 11 times. Rapino gets across him. Listening to Give and Go with Rotas Wadera only on Girls Soccer Network. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Give and Go, and I am your host, Rotas Wadera, and thank you so so much for making the choice to listen to us at Girls Soccer Network. This is episode 61. And uh, man, it, it's been a journey. It's it's been amazing. I saw a a clip of uh, Chris Willicks that said if most podcasts don't make it past 20 episodes. So for us to get to 60 means we're in the top 10% of podcasts in the world. So again, we are so incredibly grateful for your continued support and love and continue to give us feedback. Continue to support us at www.girlsoccernetwork.com for all the latest and greatest news analysis, whatever you need on the world Women's Soccer, we got you covered. Check us out on Instagram, at Girls Soccer Network, on Twitter, at Girls Soccer Net. We have a YouTube channel as well where we've got a Tuesday Touches series that's come out. So a lot of great content for everyone. Be sure to go check it out there. And, of course, everything related to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts, get it here. All right, And Siri can help you out. You don't even have to search for it. You don't even have to do anything. Siri has got you covered. So, again, keep an eye. Give and go wherever you listen. We have so much to get into today. It is a very jam-packed episode. I always say special, but it is very much jam-packed. Two huge interviews. One with Matt Peake, COO and co-founder of Parkside Trading Cards, which was an amazing interview getting to talk with him about the industry, which I am a big fan of, but also just what they're doing with the world of women's soccer and how they've become pioneers in this space. And that's kind of going to be the theme for this episode because we also have an interview with Ashley Hart, who is the founder of She Plays, which is a online fantasy sports platform for multiple sports, not just women's soccer, but hockey. They're adding on, I think, college basketball as well in the near future. So both of those interviews are going to be really, really huge for the women's soccer industry moving forward. So again, you definitely want to get on She Plays, definitely get on Parkside Trending Cards. If you aren't, we will get into those interviews in a second. But first, Soccerista United is back. GSN's mentorship program, Soccerista United, is commencing its third session this June and is doubling in size. In case you didn't know, the program pairs girls in the GSN community with college athletes that want to give back to the next generation. The last program had athletes like Jenna Nyswanger from Florida State, who is now at Gotham a top five pick, Lauren Brixey, who is a former UCLA Bruin goalkeeper, one of the best goalkeepers in the nation, now playing for the San Diego Wave. This program now has another amazing roster of D1 athletes. Annie Carich of Santa Clara, 
Ali Sentner of North Carolina, and Gianna Paul of Alabama. But we've also opened it up to amazing athletes from the Division II and Division III level as well to serve our community's needs. So keep an eye out on our social media announcing registration in May. And man, guys, you're talking about Annie Carriage, who is, again, one of the best high school players. She's got a lot of hype coming around her, has already been on U.S. youth national teams. So that's a big time get for us. All right. Ali Sentner has been a prodigy since she was 16 and almost helped the Tar Heels win a national championship last year. Gianna Paul in Alabama just wrapped up a historic season at Alabama, making their first ever Final Four. So three incredible D1 athletes to go with some other D2 and D3 athletes. So again, be sure to get on that. Again, announcing registration in May. Check our social media pages at Girls Soccer Network and at Girls Soccer Net on Twitter. All right, we don't want to mess about any more. This is going to be a very long episode, but we don't want you to miss a single second of this interview with Matt Peak. We had a great time chatting about women's soccer, the card game, and really where the industry is going. So enjoy, guys. I am with Matt Peak, the COO and Vice President of Parkside Trading Cards. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm marvelous. You gave me two weird labels there. COO, just co-founder. That's the easiest. Co-founder. All right, we'll go with co-founder. I'm I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Um, You know, Parkside is an amazing online, you know, trading card company that has really exploded over the last, I would say, year, year and a half. But overall, when when did you feel the trading card market experience and this resurrection? When did that come back? And when did you know you had to bring women's soccer into the fold? So there's two answers to this one. Uh, I'm going to give you the one that you probably shouldn't share with other people. But since you're recording this and I don't know to trust you yet, uh, I'm sure you're going to. Um <laughs> Parkside started in 2019, well before this trading card boom. And uh, 2020 is when we did our first NWSL product. So when there's just two people in the office, my my co-founder, Eric, and myself, sometimes we like to look at ourselves and go, you know, we made trading cards really hot again. Now, since that's also nonsense, the real answer is, you know, we knew it was we knew it was a thing always. Uh, again, we started this kind of journey in 2018 and, and uh, having collected as a kid, you, you you know that it doesn't really ever die. It's it's something that is consistently, you know, just beneath the surface of kind of hip or cool. Um, and COVID really did resurrect it. We happen to be uh, really in the kind of the the, the growth stage of, of, a, of a startup trading card company at the same time so it's you know if if you don't look at a calendar it looks like we got really lucky and it's and uh and we like to say we were doing the righteous right thing by choosing to kind of chase women's soccer and believing that that collectors deserved you know the ability to buy their their heroes in this trading card space right at the same time that the rest of the world woke up and realized trading cards were really cool fun thing to do with your with your time Based on what you guys have been putting out, what is your favorite card right now uh, that Parkside has created? And what can they do to chase that card from any of the sets that are out there if it is available? It's uh, see, that's such a hard answer because like 
trading cards are kind of like your children. Um, when you're talking about them publicly, you only say the nice things. Um, but you know, when it's behind closed doors, oh, you get angry. There's too many cards we've made that I love. I have that maybe a paternal connection to them. Um, so some of my favorites obviously are long since sold out. Um, you know, our very first set that we did for the 2020 uh challenge cup, you know, the bubble, the bubble uh tournament in in uh Utah, you know, we did these these overly simplistic promising prospect cards of of that year's draft class sophia smith ashley sanchez taylor, taylor corniak um and those cards will always have a special place in my heart the same thing we did we did a little limited batch of signatures um the first player we ever did a signature with was bethany bowser first player we did a deal with uh and so uh and she happens to to share a birthday with my daughter uh, so, so, you know, every single card I make of Bethany Bowser has, has just a little bit more sentimentality or, or appreciation for me. Um, that first set, we got to make a card of Diana Matheson before she retired. Mm. We get to make cards of Marta and, and Christine Sinclair, like these, these, these legends of, of global sport. Uh, and I love every one of those. It's all, it's, there's too many to list. I will say in the set that we're building, that's getting ready to come out now. We did an in insert set, uh, and I'm going to butcher the name because our Swedish graphic designer is the one that gets to name some of these things. It's called Ligne, I think. We just call it Line because uh, I can barely speak English. These cards are are stunning. They're gorgeous, and I think when people see them, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go cuckoo. So I'm sorry that that was a very simple question that I can't give you a great <laughs> answer. For. No, that is a great answer. As a as a passionate card collector myself, I can just hear it and see just how much it means to you. And I've got a bunch of cards sitting here that mean so much to me. And I even what's your favorite card? What's your favorite card ever? Favorite card ever? That is yeah. such a tough one. Um, yeah. But I think one of my favorites that I have sitting is a Curtis Martin autograph card. Um, former Jets running back. And the cool thing about it was it's like a rookie card from the 80s and it's still like a phone card. Yeah. So it's like an unused. So you flip it over and it's got like the scratch that you would use as a phone card. So God. it's like it's a phone card plus trading card. So I thought that that was. You know, I'm sorry if you're a Jets fan, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that, that's how it is. I mean, we Precious. Aaron Rodgers will see what what the circus will be like. But um, <laughs> it's, it's I'm holding out. You guys get Gary V as, a, as an owner. That would be. Yes, that, that would be the ideal. Yeah, that's what we're all hoping for. Here. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely wanted to ask you about uh the creation of Paramount and kind of the expansion of that into kind of like higher end, nicer cards, as opposed to what you guys were putting out on a, on a mass scale previously in the original Parkside sets. You know, any company has to evolve. You know, we, uh, we talk very openly in the office, uh, you know, evolve or, or you become stagnant, stagnant companies don't, don't last. Um, and Paramount was our first endeavor into something higher end. And we didn't want to do it in the same traditional way that everyone else does. We we thought that we could maybe, I don't want to say reinvent something in this space, but we wanted to try something different. So we really went for this kind of like luxurious linen vibe, something that held an illusion of grandeur, not even an illusion, because it's really, I mean, they are, they're linen stock. They've got this heavy, heavy duty paper, you know, core in them. Um, they're, they're really, they're, it was, they're really, they're badass cards. 
and it was it was a huge swing and it was you know we're very proud of it and uh we think people have responded very favorably to it there's some really good cards still out there that we know people haven't pulled yet because generally when people pull these things they go crazy so we're waiting for that and uh i think it's just the beginning of what our evolution is going to be um you know we're 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 still a small company not small like we were when we started but we're small enough to still be nimble and still be experimental in some regards we're doing digital stuff right now we have this really cool thing involving paramount in the digital space where you get a digital pack of cards and there are some redemption digital cards that get you an exclusive paramount signature um that that the players signed we put them aside knowing that the digital side would come out it's the only way to get this charcoal parallel signatures on the digital side of the game um so we're going to do a lot of fun stuff like that we've got some really cool physical products that we're releasing this year uh that are completely standalone have nothing to do with our digital side and then we have some integrations further into the digital where you know we've got this great thing called the chibi club uh where for 25 dollars you buy a chibi it's a little digital avatar very similar to like a board ape yacht club type thing get you 10% off Parkside physical product for the whole year. Right away, you save your money back. There's going to be an exclusive uh, couple of little small sets. It's just a lot of fun stuff that we're doing. And, and you know, Paramount coincided with uh, basically the launch of our digital arm when the reality was we're, we already knew we were going to be risk takers and we wanted to take some bigger ones in the physical space too. It just, it just just so happened to you know right at that same time so I, I think i lost my train of thought with you but to answer your question in the simplest form we wanted to make a badass product we thought people would really like mm -hmm. uh and i think we accomplished that in in a lot of ways with paramount and i think that the next iteration of it as it evolves as we grow it's just going to get way more way more wicked way more awesome and people are going to love it for sure. And just to clarify, you said the digital space kind of, so you're essentially, it's going to be like an NFT, like in the top shot type space. Okay. Yeah. We're actually, it's funny you brought up top shot. We built it on flow, which is dappers and top shots blockchain very much because of the success top shot had with the digital collectibles, that integration, it's just made perfect sense to kind of go in and build on that platform. So it's a, uh, it's a brave new world with these NFTs. And I know a lot of people have soured on them, but I think we're doing them in a really unique and fantastic way. And uh, I think people are going to be really excited about it. Yeah, I agree. I think there's always a chance for, for it to always bounce back. There's still so much time and, and itself paramount. Like you said, it is a great product. I've enjoyed ripping it uh, quite a bit. We ripped it at the United soccer coaches convention. Um, oh. We did it on an IG live and pulled a uh, Alex Morgan, 10-year coin card is so right how happy about that you know it's it's this is a testament to to the partnership we have with the nwsl and the players association we we were we were toying around we're like how do we celebrate this 10th anniversary in a heavy like kind of really cool way and we came up with this coin idea and they and they all got on board with it really quick and those are cards you know we're really proud of those things you know minting a coin Getting them, getting them all shipped to the the trading card uh, printer so that they could mount them in there. It's it's so funny. You get to the point where when you're the manufacturer, you're the one kind of behind the ideation. We we sit around in the office and we've got you know a couple of those just laying all over the place, and and you forget about how how heavy it is and how how authentically like a 
a coin it is it's not a piece of plastic it's it's you know it's a good solid chunk of metal in those cards and it's uh so you pick it up every now and again and you're just like damn this is cool mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so it's yeah it's nice that you bring that up because i think it's something we're all incredibly proud of yeah it's a fantastic phenomenal product and building off of that what is your dream for parkside as a whole within the women's soccer space wow uh what's my dream let's see uh i don't want to give you any kind of hints on what's happening okay no that's a lie i'm going to tell you everything (laughs) um my dream is that you know listen we like to be honest with everyone. We started this. There, this was in this was a barren wasteland. Nobody was nobody was willing to do this, um, and I think a lot of people probably looked at us, you know, side eyed and and said, "Congratulations, you're about to fail miserably." Uh, but we knew that there was an audience. We knew that there was a fan base that was passionate about this because that's who we were. You know, Eric and I founded Parkside on AYSO soccer fields on Saturday mornings. We had two daughters that were playing soccer that were starting to watch the national team and catching wind of this league. And we were like, there's something here. And of course, you know, you'd have to be a fool to not see it. Uh, I didn't call anybody a fool, but everybody that, that allowed Parkside to, to get into this business because they weren't, they weren't willing to take this swing. You can assume, you know, uh, so the dream is to just keep going. You know, the league is growing at a ridiculously cool pace. And uh, and so are we. And we'd like to just, you know, I think these two things married together for a long time is going to be really fantastic. You know, we'd like to do some cards for the European teams. You know, we'd love to to become, you know, not just the NWSL's partner, but maybe all of soccer's partner. Maybe every, you know, team that plays footy on the nation becomes a Parkside uh, partner because uh, that would be pretty, pretty rad. Mm -hmm. It's expand out into some other sports, you know. I think when it's all said and done, when we think about what a dream really needs to be, uh, I think what we want to do in the long run is we want to be known as the guys that stepped up and represented the people that that weren't quite getting their due um, and, and, and represented them well. Uh, and we want to do that for as long as they'll have us and as long as we can, we can do it right. And when it comes down to everything else, that's the dream. Everything else is just noise. So for those listening, uh, what would you like everyone to know about the hobby of card collecting and, and what makes it so special to you? And what do you think makes it so special to people? It's interesting. So you, there's only one answer. There's only one answer. Trading cards are history. It's a periodical that you get to view throughout the rest of the stages in your life and and they take you back faster than almost anything the the only thing i can equate a trading card to really is 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 music um you know everyone knows where they had a song that was impactful to them uh they can they can transport to a moment in time or an experience in time and 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 that song will do that for them in perpetuity and and those that take and and find interest in trading cards it's the same exact thing you know, uh, I started collecting baseball cards in 1986. You show me a 1986 baseball card, I can tell you everything about that year. And unfortunately, that follows, you know, all the way up into like college in 2001 or so. Uh, <laughs> I loved them. And, you know, they chronicle my life in in this kind of sort of disconnected way because I'm not on them. I'm not a baseball player. But uh, I, I feel like the vast majority of diehard collectors, you show them a card, they know exactly what year it is. 
And it's not about the card or the player all the time. It's about who they were in that era or in that moment. Um, these are trading cards are dynastic, like keepsakes. Uh, and people forget it often. You know, uh, it takes a simple thing to remind them. But, you know, when we're going through photos to trade to make our trading cards, we we all the whole office just sort of pauses when we get to these post game, you know, arrays at the, the NWSL stadiums where there's just kids holding our cards and players are signing them because that's that really in its truest form is what trading cards are all about. It's this connection. It's this it's this moment where you can inspire greatness in someone by letting them have a brief experience with greatness um and so it's sort of all of these overly romantic ideas packaged on a piece of cardboard um and the crazy thing is we believe it all like mm -hmm. you know, it's what parkside's founded on and we think we hope that when people get our product and they open it they they, they can feel just the tiniest bit of that um, and we, we hope that when they go to the game and they've got their stack of cards and they go to get them signed, that they're experiencing what we truly run, wanted them to, to, to have the opportunity to experience. The collecting is awesome. Putting together a set is fantastic. You get to, you get to, you know, have this keepsake that reminds you of that year of those players of, of that great season. Um, you know, and then the third party stuff where people are selling cards for hundreds of dollars, all of that's fantastic. And I love every bit of it. But at its heart, we make these cards for that little kid screaming Alex Morgan or Bethany Balser or Hina Sugita or Simone Charlie's name and getting them to walk across the field and sign it for them. And 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 every time we see that, it's it's so unbelievably rewarding. Yeah, I I love what you said about history and how it takes you takes you back to a moment in time. Like I feel like I've wanted to put the what you said into words for so long, and I've had no idea how to describe it. And you just summed everything up in a nutshell perfectly. Like I can think of, I have a nineteen seventy something Willis Reed card sitting over here, and he just passed recently. And so yeah. you can imagine. It's pretty, pretty emotional. So yeah, all of those things that you mentioned, I think for the, for the folks at home, like if you have not gotten into this hobby, it is definitely worth, worth it. Um, it's worth your time. It's, it's, it's riveting. I mean, we think we're opening it up to a whole nother demographic with, with, with the NWSL and, and we just, you know, it's not going to pay dividends for a generation or two, but, you know, I fully expect to be an old man in a rocking chair scrolling whatever social media is 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 the hip or 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 cool thing at the time and see you know women with their children passing on their nwsl collections from when you know our early years uh and seeing the that kind of exchange of of this tangible memory and and time capsule and i and and i think it's gonna be rad yeah and um we greatly appreciate you know everything that you guys have done in the space i mean it's truly truly amazing that you guys have stepped in and and taken over and and provided so much for like seeing the videos of young girls on social media and like 
Girls Soccer Network has shared so many of just young girls who are just so excited and, and just happy to, to have just like even just base set cards. You know what I mean? Like from a collector's perspective, we're obviously like, oh, the value of a card. But to them, it's 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 so pure and perfect. And it, it, it's amazing. Man, you know, it's interesting. And, and Eric and I have had this conversation. You know, we're both dads of daughters. And so if we weren't, how much of this would have ever resonated with us or even registered? But representation is so goddamn important. Mm-hmm. Like we see it with, I mean, I, st- I still coach little kids, AYSO, you know, and I give them packs of cards and stickers and you see the reality that there are these Titans in sport that they can aspire to be. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, you know, this is a strong word and I apologize for it, but it's almost embarrassing that no one did this before we did. Mm-hmm. And now that we're doing it, it's like, it's, it just feels really, really good. Like I say the word righteous a lot because I know that what we're doing in the long run is the right thing to do. It's the right business decision. We woke up and, and, you know, we had a conversation and I'll give credit where credit's due. Eric was just like, Let's do it. I was begging him and saying, we got to do this. And and he, you know, he, he, he said, it's got to be women's soccer. Otherwise trading cards doesn't make sense for us. And here we are. It just, it just, every bit about it feels fantastic. Absolutely. And I would say while we are here and we have you talking about cards, we'd like to also get some of your uh, knowledge around the, around the NWSL and women's national team. So we wanted to get some predictions from you if, if you're down to to share fire away all right let's do it so off the bat who is your pick to win the nwsl this year all right so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i'm gonna give you the one that is the emotional choice mm-hmm. gotham okay that is a group of players i don't care what anybody says if they all start figuring out how to fire on all cylinders together for 10 games who can beat them mm-hmm and 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 the coach Juan Carlos is definitely he's got something going on in that mind of his. So Gotham. All right, I like that pick. I'm wearing an Angel City hat too, so I probably but <laughs> I get questions about this. But I, <laughs> so, you, so you were, so you're a Gotham fan or you're an Angel City fan? I'm definitely an it's I'm an Angel City fan, but it's, but I just I look at that Gotham roster, man, and I'm like, come on, Allie Long came back. Like, has she mm-hmm. ever has she ever make a bad pass? Yeah, that's a good I mean, point. Yeah. Good pass with with Midge and Iffy and the new Icelandic girl whose name I'm not gonna. You got to give me like 25 times before I even try to say <laughs> yeah. it. Like and Christy, yeah, I mean, come on. They're yeah, so they're good. loaded. They're loaded. It'll be an interesting season. Yeah, I think the one situation there to monitor is Will Krieger's retiring, but also Ashlyn Harris retiring. Like Abby Smith, I think is the one spot where you're like are we set at goalkeeper but otherwise yeah. they, got some depth there. they got that they got hensley handcuff who comes back from australia at some point in time oh yeah i gotta tell you man if you just get on twitter she's, she's got a group of fans that have been keeping us all up to date on how she's done in australia oh, and so if abby loses uh loses grip of that starting job which i don't know i mean remember abby was a national team keeper she's pretty mm-hmm. fantastic goalkeeper mm-hmm. so um i think they'll be good i think it's gonna be interesting fun I, li- I like the pick and who is your pick to win league mvp 
well, it's going to be, it's, so if I'm going to go with Gotham, it's got to be somebody from Gotham, probably. So I would go with Ali Long. But reality, I got to I gotta say that I think I think we might see Miss Sophia Smith run away with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I think she might have three or four because, I mean, at 22 years old, she's a problem. Mm-hmm. She's a problem. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with the safe pick and tell you Sophia Smith. Okay. Yeah. I mean, already a couple goals. Yeah. That, that goal that she scored against Kansas City, where she just went around four defenders. I mean... <laughs> She's a problem. Yeah. And based on uh, this talented rookie class that we have coming in, who do you think will win rookie of the year? It's changed in the last week. Um, so, you know, it's it's always interesting. I don't know if I fully understand how the NWSL's rookie thing is decided yet. And we've had conversations. Um, so, you know, you got to look at like, you know, you got some international players that have come over and uh, I'm curious if they qualify. I don't think they necessarily do because they've, they've played professionally elsewhere. But uh, I think, I think as far as like first year players, Ari Borges is going to be the most impactful, but I think as far as rookies now, I think Penelope Hawking in Chicago might very well be the beneficiary of the awful reality. We all, we all Mm. experienced this past weekend. Um, and she's a very good player. She's a very good player. Uh, and if she seizes this opportunity, it, it it's probably going to be double digit goals, uh, surprising end of season placement on the table for Chicago. And, you know, I'm optimistic to see how, how they weather this storm. Cause that's a young team. They got some really good rookies in the draft. Hawking is one that I, I think is really good. Um, I also, it's, it's hard to say because, man, Messiah Bright, Alyssa Thompson are so good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm worried about Miss Alyssa Thompson. I think sooner or later, every team is just going to put a center back on her. Yeah. Fowler, Fowler until, you know, you're down to seven players. So we'll see. Yeah, it's like we got to ride this ride this Thompson wave while she's hot, right? She's in the national team now, too. So it's like, let's see. <laughs> She is fast. She's very good, very fast. Yeah, that second goal. Uh, I mean, in the in the opener, in the NWS opener, you're just like, oh yeah, she's ready. Like 18 year olds don't just take that touch and stick it in the top corner. Like it's no big deal. Just don't do that. We saw it in the game, the friendly against the what was it Club America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's talented. They uh, they look the people that make these decisions for these teams. They are the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. Nobody takes an 18-year-old with the first pick in a draft unless they know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Who else? What else you got? So, yeah, we'll switch over to the World Cup. A couple picks there. Who do you think is going to win the World Cup, first off? I believe in five stars, my friend. All right. Me too. Me five too. stars. So, All in. 100%. Do you think Juliards will be – an impact player for them at the world cup, or do you think she's still working her way back? Oh man, that's unfair. That's unfair. It's JJ. Like she's one of the greatest players to ever dress for any national team, much less, you know, just our, our, our women. Um, if she goes and she gets some time on the field, yeah, she's going to be impactful. Uh, I still think it's a little bit up in the air as to whether or not she makes the final roster, but I think it might make sense. Um, she, she fulfills a need that, you know, Andy Sullivan has been fantastic in it, but I really like watching Andy to get forward. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I think she'll do well if she goes. 
And if she doesn't go and she signs a deal here in the NWSL, it'll be fantastic watching her there. If there was anything missing from her game, it might be a, a subtler way of getting people out of your way with a with an elbow shove. She has to remove <laughs> that skill set because everything else looked like it was there. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I agree. I, and I mean, that within the, about five minutes of her coming back into the game, she was on the ground three times throwing herself yeah. in the header. So, yeah, I think you're right. She'll be fine. She's a player. <laughs> and uh, last question for you who do you think will win the golden boot at the world cup are right, you ready for this one because it's uh it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy one. Oh yeah rodman oh wow yeah that is um it's gonna be rodman you've left me speechless sir explain you, please you have to who's the beneficiary of of the unfortunate news mm-hmm. and there's no denying the skill and at 20 years old, there's no denying the need for an education. And I think it's happening right before our eyes. And uh, I think she is be going to become the most dangerous finisher in the game. And when she's not finishing, she's already one of the most ridiculous assist makers in the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what happens? We get into a World Cup where uh, two players end up with eight goals and one has zero assists and the other has five. Uh, I'm putting it to, it's Rodman. What if she ties with Morgan? What if the right. two of them are sitting at the top with seven goals? Right. I mean, it's it's like I know that like a lot of people around the planet are are they see that you know women's football globally is getting so much better that of course we're going to be caught up with. But I mean, are you, do do we see what happens in the College Cup? And the NWSL and and then our national team, like, I mean, we're playing Ireland by choice before going right. to the World Cup because we want to play a team that's defensively strong and thuggish. Like, <laughs> we are the best because of these decisions. Like, right. and, and so I, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. All right, so Rodman for the golden boot. I, I really do think it'll come down to that, that first game against Vietnam where – Whoever scores more goals between Rodman and Morgan could end up taking, you know, because if you go back to four years ago, right, Thailand, that wasn't exactly a a close match. And so you're looking at something similar this time. Yeah, there's a moment, too, because because because, you know, you ask me who's going to win the golden boot and and every fiber of my being wants to tell you it's going to be Becky Sauerbrunn. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be the single greatest thing to happen in sport? Like she set her back in this career. She can't, she can't net a goal. She goes into the world cup and finds eight. Like come on. <laughs> greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Have to be all corner kicks. <laughs> of course it's going to be nothing but set pieces, but she's going to finish everything. <laughs> Again, that was Matt peak and watching and seeing him just talk about how passionate he is about taking Parkside to the next level of the space and really how they've changed the game. They really took a leap of faith and in a time when no one else was willing to do it, they took that step and look at where they ended up. So they, they're in control of the space now and it's something that they're going to be able to, to dictate going forward. And you heard me talk about my passion for cards and I, and I obviously got excited i was fanboying pretty hard over some of the things that we were able to talk about that alex morgan card and the coin i thought was you know really cool to hear about 
how each coin has to be minted and placed in the card and it's truly about the beauty of of making these cards it's like artwork it's nostalgia nostalgia on a card and that's why we love them so again if you're interested in in parkside trading cards check out the website it is well worth your time all right there's great products whether it's the stickers the chibi stickers that they have to the paramount packs to the base sets it doesn't matter you're gonna get some great products from parkside regardless of what you buy from there the other thing that was interesting was how all every single one of his player predictions has already like come to fruition in terms of trinity rodman scored from the time we did that interview rodman scored and then penelope hawking netted a brace last week and we'll get into nwsl action i think it's the perfect transition but every single one of his predictions has been correct so far so listen to the man he knows what he's talking about all right and uh, Penelope Hawking, as we mentioned, the NWSL has been great through these first couple of weeks. I think we'll start off with Chicago. It has been a rough go since Mallory Swanson went down. Even yesterday, they were in the game. They were in the game against the rain. Naturally, Bethany Balser is just... If you give her chances inside of the box, she's too good. Took two really good chances. It was 2-0. It looked like the Rain were going to run away with it. The Red Stars pushed, got themselves back in it. Aaron Wright scored a nice finish. Great piece of counterattacking from Chicago. And then I think the one bright spot, the one thing that Chicago can take away from, from everything that's happened so far is the rookies. Because Allison Schlegel also showed a tremendous amount of strength and determination on that goal scored within the first minute of the second half so it was three to two at that time chicago was right back in the game and then of course the rain just took over jess fishlock is just fishlock and is not showing any signs of slowing down she is showing she could still do it and megan rapino as well uh just her ability to come off the bench and provide that lift whenever the rain need a goal is kind of unfair like she doesn't have to play every game oh after 60 minutes if it's tied no big deal we can just bring on megan rapino she doesn't have to even run like her, her technique is so good that when she's putting crosses into the box free kicks corner kicks that alone is so valuable that like the rain don't need her to really do anything else she can but they don't need her to do anything else just come off the bench and 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 create chances and that's that's all she's done this year so the rain look like a team that are you know they're the defending shield winners and didn't get it done last year so they're coming back with a vengeance this year that is for sure they are still the same deep team that they were and i don't see them you know they it's between the rain and portland that's really what it is down to this year though they look like the top two teams right now and anyone's really going to have to pull off a, a shocking upset in order to do so. In terms of other NWSL action, Lynn Williams is back for Gotham, has been their leading goal scorer, and again, we'll get into this in a little bit, but could she work her way back into the national team as a replacement for Mallory Swanson now that she's scoring goals like this? Alex Morgan mentioned in an interview on the Snacks podcast, which is Sam Mewis's and Lynn Williams' podcast, that Vladko is taking club form into account. He is going to the games, and it's a different approach from what the managers like Jill Ellis have taken in the past. So 
Lynn Williams might be able to work her way back into this thing, and Trinity Rodman's stock might not be as high as it was before because since a couple weeks ago, she has not. She's got two goals and an assist right now. She could be doing a little bit more. The Spirit, of course, had a great game with the dash yesterday, but you know, Aubrey Kingsbury made a great save. At, towards the end, Jane Campbell made some great saves. It was pretty even throughout, but neither team could find a breakthrough there. So Gotham will still be in the mix, and the Spirit may still be in the mix. Houston, another one of those teams that is vying for those four playoff spots after the Thorns and the Rain. I think, you know, Portland, again, looks phenomenal the way that they were able to take out Louisville. Louisville is is tough, okay? Louisville is very, very tough. Got the chance to watch them play Angel City in a Challenge Cup match, and they came ready to play to LA. That is that is one thing is for sure they came ready to play. Moving on to, you know, San Diego is of course in the mix as well. It, I think is that third team right now, depending on Alex Morgan's form. The current Shocking news, right? Matt Potter sacked after three games. Again, that doesn't happen very often. So it's going to be interesting to see what direction the club was going to go in. The players themselves had no idea that he wasn't following said protocols or said rules. And it was strictly an organizational decision. So Kansas City in a bit of disarray. I think Angel City is the team that I'm going to talk about for a little bit because they're so much fun. Like, the atmosphere at the games, I have bias, of course, but if you get a chance, if you're on the West Coast, I'm sure San Diego has just as amazing of an atmosphere, but both those stadiums on the West Coast, if you get a chance to go, do it, all right? It will be well worth your time. But either way, Angel City, that game where they had to come back from 2-0 down against Louisville was something special because it went about as terribly as you could go. Uh, penalty conceded in the first two minutes, and then a second goal in the counterattack, and we looked buried. And then after the 60th minute, Alyssa Thompson comes on, some other subs come on, and the crowd just went nuts and injected the game with all this in- insane energy, the tension you could cut with a knife, and then McCaskill scored the equalizer. The most insane equalizer, and we're on that side of the goal, and watching her just... I couldn't even describe what that... It was like a falling fadeaway scissor kick. I can't even describe what it was, but it was incredible. So, you know, Angel City is going to have a lot of fun this year. And not to mention, they're going to have even more fun because Julie Ertz was signed. And I think we were all kind of waiting for that to happen once she returned to the national team and could not be more happy that she chose Angel City. Naturally, Zach Ertz is... Her husband, who is under contract with the Arizona Cardinals, so the team that is closest geographically is Angel City, which, again, makes the most sense. L.A., now down the line, don't be surprised if, you know, Zach Ertz's contract changes. If he gets traded to the Niners, the Bay Area, where they met, um, there's a Bay Area team coming to the NWSL. Don't be surprised if Ertz only gives Angel City maybe a year or two, and once that team in the Bay Area shows up, uh, they, they might be heading out there. But again, it's, it's so far away. 
But again, keep that in the back of your mind. That could happen one day. Okay, so we covered NWSL news from the regular season. We will get into Challenge Cup. We will get into U.S. Women's National Team stuff. But first, wanted to go into our second interview with Ashley Hart of She Plays. And again, if you're into fantasy sports or you want to know what it's about and you feel like women's sports has been missing fantasy sports, then you definitely want to listen to this interview. So again, do not skip over it. Here it is, guys. Enjoy. Awesome. So I am with Ashley Hart, who is the founder and CEO of She Plays, which is a fantasy app platform website that is for women's sports only. And it's an incredibly exciting you know, product to be using. I've actually gotten a chance to use it. It's awesome. Uh, so how are you doing today, Ashley? Tell us more about She Plays, where it started and and kind of your journey with, with this. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and love all the content that y'all put out. So yeah, thrilled to be a guest today. Um, yeah, She Plays started back in 2018 as an idea. A lot of things were coming together. I'll try to do the the short story of it, but I had a new baby niece. I couldn't find an Orlando Pride game up in North Carolina that was easy to watch. And it was just like all the arguments of equal pay and, well, you're never going to get equal pay if you don't get equal sponsorship. And just kind of all three of those frustrations or I mean, my niece is a frustration, but the uh, thinking of her future of like, oh, gosh, is this her future if she's, you know, gifted enough to be a professional soccer player where you can't find her game? People don't want to pay you equally for doing the same job. So, um, yeah, all of that kind of uh, came about as I was leaving a career and just trying to think, gosh, is there something I could do to negate that argument? Right. Could I just in- input something into the system that could really either like drive up engagement, um, help on some way on the women's side that had worked on the men's side? And in doing research, there were two things. One was just like overall sports media coverage. Right. Back then it was four percent of sports media coverage went to women. And I was shocked to find there were no fantasy sports offerings. There was nothing season long like the NFL or MLB, nothing like that on the women's side. So that's what we set out to do, tackle both, but really focus on the fantasy piece. And how much goes into putting it together? Like, I've just been curious because I've been a fantasy sports player my entire life and I've always been and I work in IT. So I've been amazed at how like ESPN and those sites are able to manage so much player data and everything. And now you're able to do it on the women's side for for women's soccer. And I was doing going through the draft and it was incredible. The draft experience that you guys have created. Um, so tell us more about how much work goes into putting in putting together an app like this on such a big scale across multiple sports. Yeah. And thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, it is a big undertaking and I am not a developer. Um, I am amazed at people who can code. Anyone who's younger and listening, get into coding. Like it's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, it's taken hundreds of hours to build it. Um, the The thing that we encountered as we started to build was we couldn't go to just one stats source to get all the stats we would need or want. Um, there is still such an a lack of investment in statistics on the women's side that the reason it took a little bit longer for us is we have to code differently based on which source we're getting data from. You know, you, in order to make a game, you've got to take the 
data source and translate it to fit into our scoring and our system. And, you know, we have, we're going to have four sports on our app and we have three different data sources um, where a place like ESPN, Yahoo can get all of their sports stats from one person. It's the same language, same process to get it coded in. So, yeah, it's been a bit of an undertaking and it's investment that we want to make because we do think that this will prove um, to stats companies, hey, there's a huge opportunity here. Come and like invest in women's sports and it will you know, pay you back. Uh, people want this data. They want to use it for different things. So yeah, it's been a big undertaking. Um, I mean, we started in 2019, had an app that was ready to go and then COVID hit and we kind of pivoted away. So we just launched our app December 2022. So it's been quite a while coming, but we're, we're really happy. We got thousands of people playing on the app, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And what would you say has been the biggest difficulty? Would you say it is collecting that data in that way? Or was there something else that you faced that made this even more difficult than you would have hoped? Yeah, I think data. And and so we're even like working with some leagues with their data, like with their data provider to try to see like, hey, this is what would be needed for like a more streamlined way to give it to, to things like that, um, to companies like us or, you know, third parties that want to use the statistics. I think too, because no one's done these games, there are no projections. So we're actively trying to build an analytics team that can, you know, part of the fun, you said you're a fantasy player, like part of the fun is knowing, oh, this player is supposed to get me 30, 40 points this weekend. Well, no one's done that for the women's side because there's never been games. So that's something that we don't have currently on some of our sports, most of our sports. Um, And so something that we're building to hopefully plug in and have for next year, all the seasons. Um, but yeah, so just some things that, you know, if I wanted to go out tomorrow and make an app for men's sports, I could do literally any sport you can think of, probably including cornhole tomorrow. <laughs> and it would all be from like a, a place that puts pays to put eyeballs on that. Um, it's going to take just a little bit longer for, for women's sports, sadly. Yeah, I think we're, we're getting there slowly, slowly, but surely, you know, and, and, and when we talk about that, um, having that impact, how big of an impact do you think having fantasy sports for women's sports will have on the popularity of the game? Yeah, well, just real quick to go to the men's side. I don't think baseball would be what it is today. I don't know that it would still be relevant, honestly, if it wasn't for fantasy baseball. Very good point. Um, same with NFL. I think um for the violent sport that it is, it is wild how popular it still can be. I mean, there are TV stations dedicated just to fantasy offerings. There are serious XM radio stations that are all about fantasy. So um, I think the potential injection of engagement is massive for these leagues. I think it's also just the starting point. I think for, you know, season long gaming uh, with family and friends is just the entry point for some people. Some people then will want to get into paid daily fantasy and then they will want to get into sports betting. So um, I think it absolutely drives player name recognition for players that wouldn't maybe get the national attention. Um, it also makes people interested in teams that aren't in their local market. And so they're going to want to get on the streams more often to see players on other teams that aren't their local ones. So that's huge. Um, and yeah, I just think it comes with a lot of different opportunities, a lot of different content verticals that can be created through fantasy that, again, just give recognition to name, team, like player name, team name, league name, 
all that kind of stuff. Um, and opportunities for sponsors to get involved in a new way. So I think the impact cannot be overstated. Uh, and yeah, we're excited to be a part of that. Yes, CBS Sports, if you're listening, get on it. Do it now. <laughs> but um, thank you. Uh, that was a really great point. I thought that you brought up on, like, even for me, I feel like the NFL, there was that point three, four years ago where everyone was considering, why are we not boycotting it? Like, why are we still watching it? And literally, my excuse was, I have a fantasy that I'm watching. It's keeping me invested. So otherwise, I wouldn't watch it. So I thought that was a really great point you just brought up. Uh, moving on, though, what is your vision overall for She Plays as an app? And what new features are you looking to add as, as you continue to build this thing out? Yeah, well, we want to maintain that it's a safe community-based uh, app for season-long games. Mm-hmm. So I would love to bring on NCAA in the future, um, basketball and softball. Softball is just massive um, and so fun. Um, so yeah, there's some there are folks that have been trying to do it themselves. And so yeah, we're looking into trying to bring that on the app and create a space for people to do that and have fun and have a chat, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I would love for us to also bring some sort of pick them, whether that's a new app entirely or just something where people can get on and it's a more daily cadence or if they want to play today, they'll play. If not, they won't. Um, yeah. So a little bit of variety as far as are you coming in just once a week to do something or do you want to have something daily? Uh, yeah, we're kind of looking at all those opportunities to, again, give that would allow us to give you know, more attention to some of the leagues that are smaller um, and maybe don't have as long of seasons, but you can still play pick them for a short season. Right. So, yeah, uh, different things like that. It's a it's a young app. We know that Um, we've had such amazing users that have given us great feedback and been patient with us as we've, you know, for the first time been working with live stats on some of these sports. So there's lots we want to improve and add on. uh, And, yeah, we're just excited to have it out there and start somewhere. Absolutely. And I think it'd be a good idea to let everyone know kind of what are the for people who don't know what fantasy sports actually are or, you know, like what are the rules and regulations surrounding the actual games? And, and yeah, just tell us more about how everything kind of works. Yeah. So a fantasy game is based on real players uh, performance. So let's take the NWSL. So real players play in the NWSL and how they do in a match will get you points in a fantasy game based on our structure. So, you know, a goal is 20 points or 10 points or something like that. Um, If they score one goal in their match, you get 10 or 20 on our app. Um, And how it works is you get 11 other friends, family, coworkers, strangers, whoever, uh, to join a league. And you have a draft, which is one of my favorite parts. You have a draft at the beginning of your league season. um, And you pick your team of players from across the entire NWSL league. Uh, And then every week you come in, set a roster based on who's playing, who's doing well, who's maybe injured. um, And you set set a starting 11 and how they do in their matches gets you, you know, it all totals up and gets you points for your fantasy team. The really fun thing about our app that's unique from others is we don't have a hard cutoff. So like when the season started, we didn't have, okay, no one else can join. No one else can start. You can start leagues throughout the entire season, which is really fun and different. So some people might want to watch the NWSL for two months and then join a league because they kind of know how things are going. Um, So yeah, so that's really cool too. For sure. And where can people download the app? Where can people check out the platform? 
all that good stuff. Yeah, so it's on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's She Plays. Um, you can also go to she-plays.com backslash fantasy-app or just on she-plays.com. You can see a link. Um, it's right there on the, the homepage. Uh, but yeah, it's it's free to download. Um, we're excited to have basketball come on in just a couple of weeks, but we've got fantasy soccer and we also have WNFC fantasy football. So we have brought fantasy football to women's tackle football, and we are very excited about that. So you just piqued my curiosity. It's, um, it's a women's soccer thing, but I heard women's football. And what is that about? Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. The WNFC is the Women's National Football Conference. Yeah. And um, yeah, they have just started their new season. And so it's, you know, we've got defenses that you have to draft. We've got wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs. We also we launched with fantasy hockey, so um, with the Premier Hockey Federation. So it's mm. a multi-sport platform for sure. Um, and so yeah, we've got soccer running uh, as well as football. That's really really exciting. And um, would you say like you're a big fantasy player as well? Like was this started because you also wanted something like this for everyone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in North Carolina, so I was filling out brackets when I was in middle school, I think, you know, mm. and that that is a form of fantasy sports. Uh, but yeah, then my family, we all in the past have had an NFL league that kept us together, had, you know, weekly moments where we would all be chatting together. Otherwise, where otherwise we wouldn't have been. So mm. I do see the value in the community of it. And yes, I too knew names of players I had no business knowing because they weren't my local team. Um, and so I, I, when the idea came about, I was like, oh yeah, I know even in my own life how I've seen that happen. Uh, I want to bring that to, to female players too. I not agree more. I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely a great way to bring, bring our families and, and people together. Like the, um, I hope you don't have any type of last place punishment though in your league. <laughs> that would be we did. It was a it was a trophy that was a toilet. We did have that. That's also really fun. Each okay, league, okay. each league can make their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess as long as it's not something drastic. Some of the things that I've heard oh, yeah. are are like getting Justin Bieber tattooed and in a weird, you know, like yes. all these weird, weird things. So yeah, it definitely adds to the experience for sure. <laughs> But yeah, let's let's switch gears a little bit, and I definitely wanted to get some of your you know knowledge on NWSL with and with everything going on with the women's national team. Just like a couple quick hitters to kind of get into it a little bit. How does that sound? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So off the bat, who is your pick to win the NWSL and why? I am going to say San Diego Wave FC. I mm-hmm. think um, they had a great year last year. I just, I think that they're going to take out the thorns somehow yeah i'm just gonna say it now i'm just gonna say okay it all right we have it we got it saved I, I hear you i like the pick i like the pick because everyone i think is on portland and um and thinks that they're gonna do it again but i agree with you the waiver building something then very special there you can feel it mm-hmm. who is your pick to win mvp i do think this goes to sophia smith mm-hmm. yeah oh i mean depending on how things go with world cup and hopefully no injury i do think she is just off to a massive start and i don't see her slowing down yeah she's so tough like that that first game against kansas city 
where she walked so, around four players. I was like, what? is this is this bad defending or is this just how good she is? <laughs> like I can't even tell. <laughs> yeah, it's just magic. She's so fun to watch. Yeah. For sure. And she was also, I believe, a rookie of the year. So who is your pick this year in the talented rookie class that, that's there? Yeah, very talented and and going to be replacing Mal Swanson, but I, Alyssa Thompson, I think, is mm-hmm. rookie of the year. Yeah. That's fun. I'm an Angel City supporter here in LA, so very, very excited about her and exceeding expectations, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like two goals in yeah. the first two games? I had such low expectations. But um all right, so that's NWSL. What about the World Cup now? Do you think the US women's national team gets it done or do you like another team in the mix? I mean, I can't this is like the the Every time people have a bracket, right? They're like, I can't not put my team. Mm-hmm. I I do hope that they win. I feel like they were they've been pretty dominant lately. I feel um, so. Yes, I do think the U.S. have. I'm going to say U.S. win. I also am very excited though to see. I mean, it's it's probably one of the World Cups that is the fiercest right like everyone seems to be catching up um there's parity across the board i'm really excited to to see spain um and i think australia home home field advantage i think they could do something special too but yes i will say u.s win it all i'll say Mm -hmm. it all right do you think julie ertz's presence how big of an impact is that on on the roster uh i i think huge i think that we've been missing someone like her i I just think that her experience her composure she's so solid right like she is you know the one person i feel and that role is so important too right just in the middle of field but i feel like she is kind of lauren holiday-esque to me in that in in that the whole field might be going crazy but she can just say okay here we go and and keep playing. So I I do think it's huge. Yeah, I think it will have an immediate impact. I think you summed it up perfectly, Julie. Yeah. And and last question, who do you think will win the Golden Boot at the World Cup? Yeah, this one's tough. Um, because mm-hmm. I you know home team it'd be cool for Sam Kerr. I don't know if Catellus will be back from injury for Spain. Sadly, I mean I hope to. Pop was huge at the Euros, right? Um, on the German side, but I, I don't know why, but part of it, I just want to say Alex Morgan. I don't know why, but that's, <laughs> that's my gut. I think it's a good pick. I think the biggest thing is like that first game against Vietnam, right? Cause if they, if it's a repeat of the Thailand game from four years ago, he might get all the goals he needs in that one game. So I, I think that's a great, great pick. Um, that's true that's true yeah there is controversy there yeah that'll be interesting to see if that's another storyline from this world cup oh yeah that because it's for vietnam first time there it's a great story and it's the united let's give them the united states in the first game the schedulers were not kind with that yeah at all (laughs) (laughs) is there anything else you would like to tell our our viewers listeners about she plays and and kind of yeah the direction that it's going yeah, I mean, we we know that for a lot of people, fantasy is new, 
And so that's why it's not, we, we haven't set up something where you're betting your money ever. You're not ever like taking a chance really. Like um, we want it to be a safe, fun community where you're learning how to do it. And then hopefully like learning to see the game in a new way, a more like stats driven game, but it can be as intense or not as intense as you want it. So you can definitely sign up and just make one change a week and there you go. Um, or you can pour over stats and really try to like guess who you think is going to do the best in the upcoming game. So I would say if there's any like fear and not knowing what you're doing, um, just download and, and start playing around with the mock draft. We're also very reachable and want to provide education on how you play. We've got Zooms that we're doing to try to teach people what is fantasy? How do you play the different sports? That kind of thing. So we do think it's um it's going to be a lot of fun for folks and hopefully get a lot of people talking. Again, that was Ashley Hart, the founder of She Plays. And man, if you haven't gotten a chance to use it, download the app, go check it out. Whether it's hockey, soccer, they got you covered. All right. And it's been so much fun playing with everyone at GSM this year. Even though I have a slight advantage, I'm sorry, I gotta say it. Um, I have fantasy sports experience, so you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk my smack. I know I'm I'm in a pretty good position to win this year. Just saying, just saying, you know. But it's been so much fun to to be able to play with the, with the team this year, and I'm sure we're gonna expand the league. And really, the key takeaway from all of this between she plays and Parkside is that women's soccer is is truly here to stay now. I think before, people would be able to argue the other way of, oh, if, if women's sports was so popular, why aren't there trading cards? Why isn't there a fantasy app? Well, now it's here, and it's legit. It's fully legitimate. It's not some, some idea that's gonna fail within the first couple months there's serious investment there's serious work and there's serious attention being given to women's soccer now so that argument of you know women's soccer isn't gonna have the staying power i think now you can argue that it has the staying power even though we're still working on the infrastructure and still trying to get things to the level that the women deserve you still are getting trading cards so that Fans can learn more about the players, learn about their personal stories, what they're about. And then you have fantasy sports to go with it so that now you can actually follow the game even more intensely than you did before. You're going to start following teams that you never followed before because of your fantasy team. And that's something we touched on in the interview. So this, both of these things are huge for getting people to understand women's soccer getting to know more about the players. And once that happens, the more knowledgeable everyone becomes, the better discussions we can have around the game, the more fun we can have talking about the game. Because that's what this sport deserves as well. It deserves to have every single platform covering it. It deserves to have talk shows and everything else on every single platform. Because it does have value. And that's what we're seeing with... The introduction of products like she plays and, and parkside cards so again very grateful that we were able to bring those interviews to you we hope you enjoyed them let's get on to the rest of the soccer news because again this is going to end up being a very long episode so let's try to let's try to rein it in a little bit you feel me all right we move to the challenge cup which 
has been fun. I think the fact that it is now being played in season changes the dynamic of the competition, changes the complexion of the league as well. I think the biggest thing that we're seeing with the Challenge Cup is now you have to work around midweek cup matches and the schedule. So you're going to see players who have not gotten the chance to play at all all of a sudden get the chance to play, which means when backups come into the game, the level of play isn't necessarily going to be as high. There will be more mistakes made, and it's all part of the process. It's all growing pains. Those players that don't get the chance to play need that opportunity if they are going to improve and get the experience required to get to that next level. You could see it in the Angel City game I went to against the OL Reign. The OL Reign had more talent. They put more of it on the bench and were able to bring that talent off the bench and essentially sealed the deal with the game later on, whereas Angel City never really had... We're never really in the game, to be honest with you. We had chances, had opportunities to to be in that game, but never really created anything clear-cut. So you're going to see teams' depth be tested, and the teams with the greater depth are naturally going to have more success in the Challenge Cup. The OL Reign looked fantastic among some of the other Challenge Cup matches. Kansas City was able to get back on track through CC Kaiser, get a win there, which they needed. But again, Matt Potter fired, which will bring some unrest, but that this is more of the Kansas City team we expected to see, beating Houston midweek. The Wave took out Portland. Again, pretty ugly nil-nil game for most of it, and I think it was a mistake on Portland's side that led to the Wave goal. Gotham took the game from, from Washington. Again, Lynn Williams, so she has been on a tear. Gotham getting it done deep with defense and just one goal from Lynn Williams. That's all they've needed the last couple of games. Orlando and, and North Carolina were pretty even. So, you know, not a ton of goals in the Challenge Cup. It's midweek. Uh, you will see a different type of, of play depending on the, the personnel out there. But, yeah, it's, it's still been fun. I still think it, it's great for for the league and it gives it kind of a more realistic feel to it before it was a preseason tournament for players to get ready for the regular season kind of ramp up but this kind of gives it more of a a legit feel kind of a, a professional okay you have to manage the schedule and they already have had to manage the schedule it is tough how the calendar works how much they have to travel around the country but yeah, putting it mid-season definitely will have a different impact on the league in general. Going into the World Cup, there will be a trickle-down effect across the entire board. I believe there will be two more rounds of Challenge Cup matches before there's a, a little bit of a hiatus for the World Cup. At least two to three rounds. So, there'll be more. Let's take a look at the standings. Right, three groups top team from each group and then best remaining team the best second place team will make up the top four for a semi-final is is i believe how it works gotham at the top rain and the wave and the current so still a lot of games to be played i think it's going to be six match days so challenge cup will be a ton of fun this year all right let's quickly get into the rest of the show we have u.s women's national team 
situation. We have Champions League semis, and we have the A-League finals. All right, we start off with the U.S. Women's National Team attack. Who is going to replace Mallory Swanson is the biggest question mark, right? Who is it going to be? I think initially Trinity Rodman seemed like the most logical choice. She's been starting the games. She brings the ability to not only score but distribute as well and, and get the ball to her teammates. We've seen her do it for the national team. She seems like a great fit, but is she too young is the question. Is she ready for the moment? Can she perform when the pressure is at an all-time high? That is the main question. And so I think tactically she does make the best fit for Swanson. But the question that you also have to ask is, will Lynn Williams work her way back in? We mentioned this earlier. She's already got three goals early on and is showing why Kansas City never should have traded her in the first place. And that was clearly looking to be a big mistake, considering how Kansas City has had trouble scoring goals to start the year. So if you're Kansas City, you regret that deal. I mean, maybe you do at this point. We have to see what Michelle Cooper will do over the course of her career. But Lynn Williams, I think, is the key figure here. Alyssa Thompson will likely make the roster. It's been a meteoric rise. She does look great against major competition like she's shown that she can do it against anyone she has the speed she has the ability to do it again it's just will the moment be too big that's the question that you have to ask and so i think lynn williams is the safest choice of the three to replace mallory swanson and it just depends on club form so keep an eye on angel city the washington spirit and gotham those are the three teams that if Lynn Williams will keep scoring, she's going to get that spot. If Trinity does not do enough, she's probably not going to get the spot. And Thompson, you better believe, is going to make an impact with Angel City. She's going to get every opportunity because they don't have as many attackers. So I would probably put Lynn Williams at the top in terms of most likely to make the women's national team roster. But that's my pick. Who's yours? Again, be sure to connect with us, whether it's girlsoccernetwork.com or Instagram or wherever, please get in touch with us. We greatly appreciate your feedback and everything that you do to support us. So whether it's review, anything, we are always, always looking for your feedback. Alrighty, moving on to the Champions League semis. Two great games. Caroline Graham Hansen is back and fourth minute gets the goal. A beautiful look like outside of the foot curler into the... Like, come on, man. Just making it look too easy. And that was the difference in the game. For Again, first leg, Barcelona have a 1-0 lead going into the second leg. Chelsea, if they want to win that elusive trophy, they have to go through Barcelona. So that second leg is going to be all important. And in the other game, uh, Wolfsburg and Arsenal, a 2-2 draw in the first leg. So great matches in the champions league semis be sure to keep an eye on that second leg coming up i believe that is this week uh, so you're going to see two incredible matches with the stakes at an all-time high who will it be who are you picking i'm picking chelsea to come from behind and get this done finally and i'm also taking wolfsburg i think wolfsburg are one of the teams that no one really talks about enough in terms of how great of an organization they are. So for me, it's going to be Wolfsburg and Chelsea in this year's final. But 
We'll see. One final announcement, the A-League Grand Final in the land down under. Western United will be taking on Sydney FC. So the two best teams in the league ended up making it to the final this year. And the game will be Saturday, April 29th, 11 p.m. Pacific. So that means that is 2 a.m. Eastern time. If you have to deal with that, I am sorry. If you're on the West Coast, that is definitely a late night watch worth your time. All right, that is all that we have on episode 61 of Give and Go. Thank you so, so much for making the choice to listen to us at Girl Soccer Network. I am your host, Rotas Madera. Thank you so, so much. As always, we are grateful. And again, please continue to support us. Any feedback, anything to help us out, we are greatly appreciative. All right, guys. Love y'all. Peace out.